Okay, so today has been a day. I had a meeting with my bosses and it was cool. Like I'm new enough to where they're not going to really rag on me on certain things, but it was a nice little touch base. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about the PNB rock situation. First off, rest in peace to that brother and condolences to his family and those who love him. Um, it is tragic that this happened. I'm not going to speak ill of the dead in this instance, just because there's been a lot of things said already, but it is even worse that Saturday that like he's spoken about situations like this where people just try him. Excuse me. People just try him because he's a singer. Yada, yada, yada. Or like he's not from there. Like, bro, L.A. is not the place to just be flashing, especially if you're not from there. Because you can't go everywhere in L.A. If you're a tourist, sure. You can go to the, the touristy areas, the white areas. But just like L.A., just like New York, like any major city, you're not just going to the poorest, like the poorest areas to stunt because then you become a, a fucking uh, sadly a victim you definitely become a target and the weird thing to me and I was talking to Mike about this was that no one else got hit no one else got hit so these dudes who came and got him were going ex- exclusively for him and people talk about all oh, it's because his, his girl dropped the location. It could be like it could be that he was just in the hood. It could be both. You know, there could be multiple things true at the same time. Like someone that works at the fucking um, Roscoe's could have put in a call. Someone checks his girl's social media and they confirm it, and boom, it is. And I, like I said, dude, just not to speak ill of him, but just we live in this culture now, especially with hip-hop and everything is that we don't want to be seen as soft. And if you're an R&B singer, you definitely don't want to be seen as seeing as soft because niggas already see you as soft. You're an R&B singer. And it's, and it's tragic that this man had to die. But, bro, it's, it's bad. And people keep trying to bring it like, oh, this is just... America's getting worse and worse. Like, fam, do y'all remember L.A. in the 80s? Do y'all not watch any... Like, do y'all think shit doesn't happen? Like, shit hasn't happened before you know this shit was happening? 70s, 80s, 80s, 90s, L.A. was way worse. It just happened that a lot of niggas got locked up. A lot of niggas stopped banging. And a lot of niggas died. And Charlemagne the guy was talking to Envy, and Envy's like, well, you should be able to go out and wear your chains and all. It's like, yes, you should be able to. And it's the same thing with, like, when women is saying, like, I should be able to go out and dress sexy without having to worry about someone attacking me. Yes, you should be able to do that, but you can't. You can't. That's how this shit goes. You can't. You got to move accordingly. And I, I wish he had. If I wasn't a fan of his music, I didn't want to see him dead. I didn't hate him. But man, that sucks. 
it sucks, bro. Because this did not have to fucking happen. It didn't. And there's the conspiracy theory is that Empire is getting all their fucking artists killed is hilarious. But you got to think, Empire is not looking great when six of your fucking artists get murked. Like, geez, Louise. It's not great. Not a great look whatsoever. Um, I'm going to be back. I'm going to get me some euros. And I'll hop back on later. Okay, so I'm back. Picked up my euros. So this on the bottom side of the
Okay, so, sorry, I forget where I left off, but, um, I like doing this, but yeah, so, I'll, I'll, this is gonna be the first generation of kids, like, Generation Alpha, and I don't think Gen Z, but Generation Alpha, like, your parents, there's a high, there's a high probability, or a higher probability that your mom has posed naked for something, be it I don't know, fucking OnlyFans or Instagram models, like, they're scandally clad shit. And it's always hilarious. It's just, like, our parents, and I'm a child, I was an 80s baby, so our parents were on the still super pious shit. Like, no, fam. Like, no, that's not how this shit works. Like, y'all didn't wait till marriage. And telling people to wait till marriage is horrible and then you have whole generations of women that have never known what a fucking orgasm was from their husband hey compass just pulled out in front of me so it's like bro what are we doing i was watching stranger things with my ex-roommate and it's season three going into season four we finished season three and it's crazy because L and the one dude, I forget his fucking name, but uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Finn Wolfhard, their characters link up. And the whole third season, for the most part, is like L's dad trying to keep her and dude from fucking. And as a dad, yes, obviously you don't want your daughter fucking while you're in the house still. Fucking hear her moans. That's weird. Weird as shit. But like, I would rather my kids get with someone who fucking adores them. Like, if you've watched Stranger Things, you know the level of love and affection and care that Finn Wolfhard's character has for Elle. Like, bro, he's never gonna leave her. Like, she's it for him. Like, for dudes, when we find our girl, when we find the one, that's the one. There's nothing you can say about her. There's nothing you can say 
uh, to us about like, nah, that's our girl. Unless it's so unfair, unless she's legit just playing us. But then it's just like, yo, she's still the one. She just did me dirty. And we try to replicate that feeling or we find something. But like, I've, there's a bunch of, not a bunch, but there's a situation like that that every guy's been in. To where like you have the one and then every other girl just like a really nice consolation. So it's like, it's not, it's like winning the Super Bowl, winning the championship, but without your best teammates. Okay, case in, another case in point. So in college football, Peyton Manning tried for years to get Tennessee to the national championship. And they do his senior year. And they lose to Nebraska. Uh, Scott Frost and them boys. And Peyton Manning had Peerless Price, Marcus Nash. Pretty much everybody that was on that team, except I think for Mark, like there's a few people. Raynock Thompson, I think, may have been on that team. How the fuck do I remember that shit? Anyway, so like the 97 98 team, he loses a Heisman to Charles Woodson. It was supposed to be a GM. The only consolation that fucking this nigga got was that he won the SEC championship and that uh, he was a number one draft pick. But other than that, the year didn't go as planned. He was up for the Heisman. It was him, Payne Manning, it was Payne Manning, Randy Moss, Ryan Leaf, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson ends up winning it because he just has a fucking phenomenal year. Charles Woodson was one of my favorite cornerbacks to watch, even though he beat Ohio State. I fucking hated watching that game because he was so fucking swaggy. Charles Woodson was so fucking swaggy. Like, I wanted to play corner because of Charles Woodson. The only, I guess, thing that saves is because he's an Ohio boy. I gotta, I gotta love an Ohio boy even though he went to Michigan. But so, Peyton Manning in 97-98, they lose in Nebraska. The next year, T. Martin takes that same Tennessee team with that same talent just a year older, minus Marcus Nash and maybe a couple other people, they beat Florida State. Now, it was only because Chris Winkie was out and Marcus Alton was fucking horrible, but they, they lose it. I mean, they win it that year, go undefeated, win the first BCS national title. Tennessee with T. Martin. That and then and the thing is also so it's like you don't win it with the person that you really wanted to win it with, but you're glad you win it anyway, and you're just as happy, and no one can ever take that shit away from you. Sidebar: That same Florida State team goes next the next year, 98-99. I mean, not 98-99, 99-2000 wins the national championship, beating Michael Vick. So it is what it is. So it's like. Every guy gets that we once we get that girl, that's our girl forever. And we'll always come back. Unless it's like super fucking toxic or the bitch is dangerous and shit like that. So to get to my point, I would rather my kids at 14, 15, 16, obviously I don't want them fucking, but but at the same time, if they're in a relationship with someone who cares for them as much or more than that Finn cares for E L. Then I'm happy. I don't want them. I'd rather them. They're 18 or fresh out wherever they go. Fuck every day with someone who absolutely loves them. That will never break their heart. In that season for who they are. And that will help them evolve and evolve with them. And just have that perfect fantasy of a 90 year relation. Like they've been together since they're high school. Like and it's always been progressing. It may not always be good, but it's always progressing, and they never cheat on her, and they always make them happy. I'd rather have that than my kid 
fucking everybody and getting their heart broke or doing people dirty because they got their heart broke once so they're just gonna be on some G, some, some asshole shit but like with our parents they're just like no wait till marriage cool so what you're telling me is you want me to have pleasure and for her to never have it because we all know when you do the whole wait for marriage thing the guys is gonna be happy to get it. Now, most guys, especially those further generations, were not trying to pleasure a woman. They didn't give a fuck. They thought I'm just gonna have a big dick, or I'm just gonna fuck, or bitch, hey, you should be lucky to be fucking with me because I have money. Now women have a chance, like yo, he treats me well, but the dick sucks. And something you gotta fucking sacrifice. It's crazy, dude. It's super fucking crazy. And we're so, and I get it. Like you obviously want to talk to kids about diseases and the ramifications of sex. Like, yo, but it's like, don't put on us the same restrictions you were. You fought so hard to break. Like I know, little boys are gonna look at Riley. I know girls are gonna look at my son. That's cool. When I ha- have my daughter dressed modestly when we're out, it's one, because she's fucking seven. But two, I don't want older dudes. Like, there's pedos out there. I don't want them looking at my daughter. If they're, and then, because they're not going to have a chance to get to her, because I beat that ass, but I'm there and I'm there with my kid. But I don't want them to go and get all riled up and then go hurt some other kid. It's not cool. Not wavy. I and when my kids are older, I'm gonna have the conversation. Like, look, son, these are the consequences of having unprotected sex. These are the physical consequences that can happen. The emotional consequences of having sex with someone. And I'm gonna tell them because it's funny, my boy Jules is like, once you have sex with somebody four times, you like them. Especially consecutively. Y'all are now dating, my guy. <clears throat> but it is, dude. It's crazy. Like, I, I, yeah, I just want to protect my kids from getting their hearts broken. Especially when I've had mine broken. Shit stays with you. Ugh. But to skip from that, so, I was watching this video. Excuse me. And this dude Sharp, he's on No Jumper. He has this girl who's a stripper named Diamond on. And they're talking about scammers. And Sharp, you can tell, is a street dude. But like, any from what he says, professed he played the game the right way. I mean, he might would have been a, been a jack boy or, you know, ran some sort of legit schemes. Or some, some underworld schemes and shit. But like, he's talking about scammers. And this girl's like, oh, I love scammers. And that was a turn. I was like, bro, what? Like, I don't like scammers in the sense of, like, these little niggas or people, whatever, snatching people, like, breaking into people's bank accounts, taking their lives. Like, that's just cool. Like, identity theft. That shit, that's a fucking poison. Like, I'm never going to be for that. Because, and Sharp brought it up because I was thinking this shit before you even fucking said it. You're going to take money from someone who really needs it or from... 
the family member of someone who really needs it. Like not like someone who really needs it. Yeah, the family like the family member of someone who really needs it. So it's that. The person who you take it from who really needs it, their family member could be more fucking dangerous than you. And you're not scared. And the one thing too is like with the, if you've ever seen Hustlers, which is a decent movie. I like naked women. You know, Jennifer Lopez got a fat ass. I think Constance Wu was in it. She looked pretty dope. Lily Ryan Archer to her. But it's like when you're doing this shit to survive or to get a leg up to get some breathing room. All right, cool. You're taking it from like the uber rich. If you're taking ten thousand dollars, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars from someone who has a million dollars. They'll feel it and they'll be mad about it. But if you're taking, if you're using someone's identity to scam, fuck it, then you're going into people's bank account and you're taking the last money that they need to feed their family. Bro, I don't feel good for you. I don't feel good about you. And Sharp said, he's like, bro, someone's gonna like, he's like, well, no, this word's different. And this girl keeps trying to make excuses for scammers. And what it really is, is like, she likes a dude who get it fast, who can just trick off on her. And then when shit goes wrong, she can just bounce. And Sharp was like, he said, was like, scammers are on a street level are no worse, are no better than snitches. And to me, like, you're no better than a pedophile because you're literally harming innocent people just so you can stunt. Like, one of the worst things about pedophiles, not even just the, the fact that they're abusing children, you can go pay for sex. Like, you can go pay for if that's what you like you can like if the whole thing for you is just to get enough you can go pay for sex there are hoes but you're choosing to scheme and plot and victimize someone who 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 you're you're yeah yeah that's what you're doing you're scheming and to victimize somebody you know you're scheming to victimize somebody and you don't care so no whatever happens to you when you get locked up or whatever or when you're waiting and locked up say la vie but with scammers, you talk about like you're going, like someone's going to be watching me. I'm watching that money, and now they're at their ho- your hotel room, and now they got a gun to your face. And the girl's like, "Well, I'm a scream and pray, just like I had nothing to do with it. That's him. No, bitch, you're a witness. You got to get clipped too. And that's my issue with people like that. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't be a part of this shit when it's all great. And then when the consequences come down, like, well, I, I you know, I was just like mob wives. Bitch, you know your man don't go to work. You know what the fuck he do. You know what the fuck he hang around. Well, I'm just a wife. I, I'm just like, and, that, and it was a good fun. It's like, don't give me the whole babe in the woods thing. Like, stop it. You knew what it was. You knew what he was doing. Like, you have a mistress? Bitch, I'm a goddamn criminal. I'm a mob boss. I kill people. I am a mob boss. Fuck you mean. Oh, shit. I am a mob boss. Oh, there's a rat. Oh, man. Okay. But it's, so it's just like, 
and I don't like scammers, bro. I think I, I think it's really bad. And I think whatever happens to you is supposed to happen. Cause you're not if you're scamming corporations, all right, it is what it is. They'll make that shit back in profit. Not like mom and pop shops, but like multi-million, multi-billion dollar corporations and shit. And another thing too is like I'm watching what's this movie? Den of Thieves or Takers. Like every heist movie, they're always doing the big heist. Like, oh, we hit this. It's like after a string of other heists. So nigga, you're already hot. Like you're already hot. Every high school is like, oh, we got to do the big heist. Okay. You don't really have to, but like, oh, this is going to be $10 million for each of us. Nigga, that's not a lot of money, especially to have dirty. Like, to just have a 10-man crew taking $100 million and unmarked building all this other shit, like... Now you just have all that fucking money that you can't fucking enter back in. Like, someone's going to try to notice that shit. You got to clean it. That's a lot. Even if you have a fucking safe. Like, that would be the good movie. After the heist, niggas fucking got to worry about what the fucking do with all that fucking money. That shit is just whack to me. Like, why are you going for the big heist? You know you don't have to do this, right? We can just kind of, every, you know, three or four months or so, just hit for $100,000 and we can kind of live. Be cool. But that's the thing with scammers. Like, they want to stunt. They want to have all the fucking jewelry and everything else. Bro, you can't be doing that. can't be doing that because that's how you niggas get caught not the fact that that's how you niggas get caught that's how you niggas end up dead and you ain't spending none of that money because you and your homeboy decided you want to rob the most un the most unrobable bank like if we hit this like you, us us. You don't want to bring on a 20 minute. I mean, yes, less is more, but Jesus Christ. Just the ego of some niggas. I don't know. think is a good movie. I liked it. I dug it. I got it. Gerard Butler always put like his Scottish accent is way too thick to not play a Scot a Scotsman. Like you can't play a British probably play an Irishman but bro some Scottish people just they can't get rid of it he'd probably have a lot more movies if he didn't have to play he's from um, and it's funny and it's like he's Scottish and he's there's obviously there's different dialects anywhere you go even in Ohio and the funny thing I get with that was this fucking migration patterns like 
I grew up in Columbus, so we don't really have a southern, like, you would think I'd have a more southern accent, but it's very much middle of the road, Midwest. Um, but, like, a lot of niggas in Cleveland, like, niggas from the hood in Cleveland sound like they're from the south. And the reason why is most of us are a generation or two away from someone who lived in the in the south. There's a Maserati. What the fuck is a Maserati doing out here? Like that's yeah. Like a lot of niggas. Like my dad's from Mississippi. A lot of niggas from Chicago sound like Mississippi because. A lot of niggas' parents or grandparents who raised them are from Mississippi. Mississippi to to Memphis to St. Louis, especially Memphis too. That's, yeah. Like a lot of, now Detroit's different. There's a lot of Alabama in Detroit, but I don't, I don't. When I think of when I go to Detroit or talk to people from Detroit, they don't. I don't know. Yeah, they don't. Middle of the road, Midwest. But Cleveland niggas legit sound like they're from the South. Because there's a lot of Alabama in Georgia and Mississippi. I mean, Georgia and, and Cleveland. That's where my family came from. Like on my dad and uh, mom's side. Which is weird because it's like I identify, and I think there's a difference between like bloodline and lineage. Because my bloodline is Alabama on legit both sides of my family. But like, shit, both sides, including my step grandmother. But my lineage is Mississippi. Because of the man who raised me, because of my dad, I have I, I don't think I don't think I've ever been to Alabama. I've been to Mississippi plenty of times. I want to go back. Damn, I gotta work on Thanksgiving. Eh, not too early though. Not too bad. Nice little eleven to three. I think I might take that day off, but I definitely gotta work that Friday. Eee. I gotta work Black Friday at seven a.m. Boy, I just thought about that. get a lot of fucking calls. But I'll finish this up. I'm kind of cutting in and cutting out. Running with my fucking thoughts. But yeah, dude, scammers suck. I don't like them. I don't respect them. At, at At the low level. And I think too, it's like once you get shit and once you have shit, and you want to protect it, you hate people taking it. 
Now, underworld robbing the underworld, it is what it is. That comes a part of the game. You're going to get robbed for your drugs. You know, you're going to get robbed for whatever. But, yeah, doesn't mean I have to like it. Okay, back in my car. Um, oh, there's a Italian steakhouse. Homeless sweets right by Easton. Okay, cool. So, back to the PNB Rock situation. I'm watching a little snippet of No Jumper, and they're talking about, like, from, I found out, pulled up to the spot in a play bag.
Okay, so let me finish up this shit, uh, just because I need to publish it and hopefully do a podcast thing. I've done this shit over days. It's crazy. I never take this long to do a single episode, but I still about this. It's weird when you go, when you're going to hang out with a girl and she hits you with a, hey, I got a friend coming. Do you have a homeboy for her? So now you're like trying to figure out the wingman situation. Because every guy has his set. Like, you have your homeboys, and then you have your wingmen. If you're really lucky, they're one and the same. If not, you can get dicey. Because the person who you know can help you lead you to victory may not always be the best dude to hang around long term. May not also be the treat women the best, but he can help you get what you need to be. Get, get you where you need to be. So it's crazy, like... Just, you know, okay, cool. Is it a girl that I haven't had sex with? Then I And I'm bringing a girl. I was like, yo, let me get a picture of your girl. You got to do that because you don't want to set your boy up. Because then you know, if you said, I was like, oh, she's kind of homely looking. Okay, she's testing me. I'm going to bring my homeboy who is entertaining. Like, looks aren't going aren't gonna to matter as, more, as much as entertainment factor. If he can hold down a conversation and control it and we can go back and forth, that works. That's perfect. But if not, we're going to be in fucking trouble. Like, I'm not bringing my pretty, because my pretty nigga homeboy, the one who used to, like, the nigga with standards, like, super high standards, I'm not just bringing her if she's homely looking. Because he's going to look at me like, fam, what are we doing? But, like, if I'm, if she's decent, 
you also got to know the girl. Like, if she's bringing someone who's hotter than her, like, oh, okay, this is a super setup. Like, I got to, that's a different situation. Because now she's, I'm trying, she, I'm thinking, she's thinking, I'm, if I'm going to spend more time talking to the girl or her. And that can be stressful. Not really, because especially if it's a girl that I haven't had had sex with, then it really don't fucking matter. It was like, all right, cool. I see what you're doing. I'm trying to see if I'm going to be fucking with you more than I am going to be trying to entertain your friend. And I've been in situations like that. And you know what? Each time I've passed with flying colors. It not OK, not flying colors, but it has been dicey if. Um, like she's way prettier than her because I'm like why did you bring this bitch I'm usually like so let me give you my, my wingman credentials I'm an excellent wingman I'm, I'm good at because I, I have standards but I understand the mission is to make my boy look good so I'm not going to fuck it up I want to have the conversation especially you got to know your boy if he's if he's not a big talker, you kind of got to feed him some lines and just make sure everything's copacetic on that end. If he is, you just kind of got to hang out and keep shit straight. You got to make sure that she's not do- like, he's got to lead in. And hopefully he doesn't try to make you look dumb. Talk your boy up, but don't make it look too fucking obvious. But yeah, like talk your man, talk your man's up and not make it look too obvious, but also you don't want to just fucking down them. There's rules of this. Any past discrepancies, like, yeah, you can dig on them and everything else, but don't get too embarrassing. Because niggas really tr- do try to throw when it comes to the hoes. Um, What else, dude? What's is really fucking important? Like, what's the what's the what's the wardrobe? Okay, we're going somewhere out to eat. Cool, look nice. Don't look don't look dressed in the nice. If it's just going to grab drinks, all right, my nigga, cool. Wear shit that's comfortable. We're gonna be sitting, but you can kind of look fly. Look fly, comfortable. Like, wear your nice kicks, but don't overdo it. Like, keep a nice, clean shirt, something like that. You also, like I said, when, you, when you're the wingman, just make sure you buy around. The guys got to buy around. As much as you want to talk about equality, you got to show out and kind of establish some ground rules later. And you want to make sure, like, yo, but also, too, most importantly, if your man's and the girl ain't vibing, check it and the other girl ain't vibing, like, check in with your homie. Don't throw your boy out there to have a horrible experience just so you can crack. Now, he if he's not having a good time, but he says, hey, fam, this is for you, then you you kind of clear up. You owe him. Yawn. At least a couple beers. Some wings. However bad the experience, however annoying the girl is, you got to take care of your man because he took care of you. Even if y'all survive it, yo. If y'all survive it and you get some, some booty out of it, you really owe him. 
if y'all survive it and that becomes your girl for at least a year, like, yeah, where the, so the payment for the repayment for getting booty out of it and that becoming your girl from one to six months is the same. Now, if that becomes your, his girl for like a year, like, all right, then you, you can, you know, you kind of, you kind of have to get him back with a, a couple bad dates. You got a wingman for him. Actually, how would you do that? I think the next three times you hang out, you got to get them. Especially because like, especially of the, the ratio of how long you and a girl stay together plus how annoying the other chick is. And if it's a regular occurrence, bro, that's horrible. Like, bitch, get more friends. I would never tell a girl to break up with her friends. Like, yo, if you're bringing her, I can't bring my homie. It's just rough. And like, bro, yeah, you definitely want to be in that situation. I never want to be in that situation. I've been in that situation where not even now, I remember I was in college and the girl who was fat and not cute. Like, if she was the type of fat where she didn't have any ass or titties. I guess decent. I was like, bro, how do you have no body but you fat? The fuck? Built like a bag of a uh, bag of laundry. Uh, but I was like, the fuck is? I was like, bro. And I walked in, and a girl, her friend's like, oh, he looks like a mud duck. And I remember hearing that the next day. I was like, bro, what the fuck? But we're eighteen, so I kind of just. So I'm not attracted to this girl at all, but I'm just there. And the other girl had like other people there. It's just like it was kind of like a group thing. But I was just there with my homie to make sure he didn't get jugs. He ended up getting cheeks. I was like, bro, as soon as he woke up, I was like, bro, you owe me. He's like, I know. And I was like, no, no, no. For two weeks, because we all used to go to B-dubs on two boat. If you don't let B-dubs is a chicken place in America. I was like, we used to go to B-dubs because they used to have 25 cent wings on Tuesdays. This is back almost 20 fucking years ago. Shit. And I was like, the next two times you're getting my wings. Obviously, I'm not going to fucking tax them we're in college. But you get, you know, 20 wings. It's probably like 10. It was usually like 10 bucks. And you were good. Like, all right, cool. Like the next, essentially $22. The experience of getting free wings. <clears throat> and so... That that was hilarious, and he never hung out with her again, which was no, I think he hung out with her like two or three more times, but like they ended up not really linking all like that. But I I don't think I've ever been in a situation where a chick dissed my friend and I still kept messing. I was like, no, like you're not gonna be my girl if you not. It may not you and my homie don't get along <coughs> is one thing, but for you to outright diss my homie, no, I can't fuck with you. Not long term. Yeah, man, being a wingman is big business. But I'm, and yeah, I think my I had prime wingman in years was 2012 and like 13. No, I had some good wingman in years in 08. 
Definitely. None in 09. I didn't go out that much. So I was thinking about much either. 2011, I was never in a position of really wingman. It was always in groups. But yeah, 2000, I was a really good wingman. Because I'd be hanging with my dude Jamie and dude Rusty. And if I didn't come back with a chick, oh, it is what it is. If they all came back, like I knew I got to keep. I kept a lot of, actually a lot of, bro, you know what it was though? Those years I was partying with them. I just wanted to feel fucking loved. So I had standards, but it's like, yo, is she decent looking in the body? And is she nice to me? I'll fuck with her. And that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. And so I put a lot of numbers on the board. And I had my own things going on and shit like that. So it was, was, I was never really tripping. But I just need to make sure that my homies are straight. Like, I, I'll be entertaining because they're not as entertaining as I am. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my prime, yeah, definitely in 08. Me, Platt, Eric, aka E-Class. Cody was the great, like, Cody was a great wingman because he was pretty. Girls just fucking, oh, my God, he was 23, looked like he had money, and was just out here cracking. But yeah, I was a good wingman those years. And then we always, because I was 21, so we're going to bars and shit. And there was always three of us. At least. And I know my role. I know my role when it comes, I'm never the suave guy. That's Jules, that's Jamie. I'm the wild, like, I'm the wild one. Like, I'm the one bound to say something irreverent. Because it's like, for me, it's like, I like who, I like, I like, there's wolves, deer, and rabbits. Or I think it's bears, deer, and rabbits. Like, rabbits run, and what we is with women is like the type of jumpiness. So like if a girl's a rabbit, she's just not going to fuck any, unless she likes you, you're getting no play. You have to come to her. To, the, it's the margin of error for talking to her is so fucking high. Like the not the like yeah the levels like bro if you say anything wrong they'll overtly set you don't touch her like bro you just kind of fade back, smile wave, someone makes an introduction and just kind of cool it cool it and cool it. Just fade back. You got to keep it super player. That's never been me. Like, James is the type of girls. Jules would, weirdly enough. No, Jules is more of a deer. James got rabbits because he's white and, like, clean cut. Like, I don't think this nigga can grow a beard. And I don't think I've, he's ever, I've ever seen him in one, with one. But, yeah. I had a lot of friends who attracted rabbits. Because they were also rabbits. No, they're deer at the most. Deer is like, you have to, like, if you have something that they like to the look they'll fuck with you. When they fuck with you, they'll super fuck with you. But you kind of really got to do a lot of enticing. You got to have the look that they, like, you got to look the way that they want and you got to talk how they want you to talk. Like, you can't just be talking how, they, how you want you to talk and still be expecting to get something. It's not, it's just going to work, bro. And then there's bears. Bears is totally, those girls, they see you and they like you. There's not much you can do to fuck. Like, you have to legit talk yourself out of some fucking vagina. Like, and I like the bears. Because at least I know I'm fucking with someone who wants to fuck with me. I got a couple of deers in my day. But that's more one-on-one settings. Anytime I was a wingman, 
I hated deer. I was like, bro, give me the like, give me the aggressive friend. Give me the friend that's big, that's damn near about to like not ratchet, but give me the girl, the girl that has like some aggression. So my homies know the type of chicks that I'm a like, you know, what I'm saying the type of defense I'm best playing against. Like they're playing man up, bet cool. We're finna get some buckets, make this shit happen. But Mike was always a smooth one too. Dnell and the reason Dnell and I clicked because Dnell also liked bears. Dnell fucking loves bears. And bears in a, in a group setting are the greatest because you can always spark a conversation with them and it's cool. But you never know how it's gonna go because they could just be that's their personality. And it could be very outgoing, but you may get no traction romantically. But if you do, boy, all systems go. But yeah, rabbits were never my type. Ever. Ever. Even when I was a kid, I was like, bro, this girl's way too shy, way too quiet. I'm not fucking with it. I'm not feeling it. But I did, yeah. Just dope. But yeah, dude, we man, just like, all right, cool. What are the girls? Are they? If, and I have some rabbit homeboys who do not like girls that are super aggressive. So I got to figure out which one of my homeboys is out that I know gets traction with chicks and gets traction with the type of chicks that we're going to be around. Like, Good wingmanning is really like you got to know to play. You got to know to play. You got to know the team. Like, okay, what is the defense? Like, what kind of girl is she? Like, what kind of girl is she? Because I need to know what type of homie to bring. If you want outgoing, cool. I can call my outgoing homie. If she's not, like if she's super shy, she don't talk to nobody, I'll bring my homeboy else on talk to nobody. Don't set me and my boy up. If, even and I don't think girls, they really, if they're, especially not, not that we're older, girls know who, chicks know who their friends are, but unless they're fucking delusional. But when you're younger, it's like, oh no, she's really outgoing once she gets to know you. Bitch, no. You got to know her since fucking kindergarten. We're tw- you're 20 now. It's not the same. <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to have my boy wait fucking 15 years to get a good conversation out of this bitch. Like, you, are you high? Like, are you high? Like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna help. Like, that's not gonna help. You're not gonna have a good time. They're not, she's not gonna have a good time. He's not gonna have a good time. No one's gonna have a good time. Like, tell me about your girl. What is she like? Give her some homework. So that way, my dude can entertain her. Or you just looking for to see if he can get some ass. Like, no. I want us to be able to not worry about them and not have to have a conversation where every conversation has to involve them. I want them to be also build a rapport. And also, if they like each other and we like each other, that works. Like, that works. That works for both of us. Because then we can all hang out more. 
But if she doesn't like him, or if he doesn't like, he'll get over not liking her. Like, ah, it just didn't work out. But like, I don't need to hear it. I don't need her, you to hear it for the next seven to eight years, how we went on this double date with, and you didn't like my homeboy. Or we get in a relationship, I don't want to be able to be like, oh, you're bringing such and such. Well, I guess I can't bring my homie. Like, no, I'm bringing my homie. This is my niggas. If you don't like it, she can go kick rocks. Or her antisocial ass. My whole crew can float. Most of my whole crew is bears or deers at the most. Very few rabbits. We get we gets busy. So not to be disrespectful, but just like, yo, these are these are my niggas. And I mean white is like these are people I fucks with. If he's my fucking wingman, I need to put him in the best position to win so we can win. If this is a vetting process to see if you want to fuck with me, bro, there's other ways to do this shit between bringing two other people in that don't like that potentially won't like each other. I would never do that. Like we don't, we're past the part where we just, whichever one of our friends, like, uh, you know, put in warm bodies next to warm bodies. Like, no, you want people to have genuine connections. Like, that's just whack to me. But I understand, it's like, look, nothing's going to happen to you and your girls. I get it. But if you want her to have a good, now, if you don't want her to have a good time, that's fucked up. But if you want her to have a good time, just like I want my boy to have a good time, then we, we got to do some background. In the best part, I think I've been in a situation like this, like, yo, what's your, like, does your, your girl's coming? This is my boy. If she thinks he's like they have them, this is, his, and I think that's a great thing about social media. Here's his Facebook. I guess now it's like, here's her Instagram. Look through. Is he valid? All right, bet. Is you valid? So it's like, all right, bet. So let's link this up. But I'm not going to have my boy. I'm not going to be out here looking. So I'm not going to have my boy looking at me or something. I'm definitely not going to do it. Like, we, there's no more need for, like, the blind dates. We all have everybody. All of my homies have social media. Whether they use it heavily or not, they have it. And it's weird, like, because with dudes, like, some, so it's kind of weird. Like, the prettiest girls I've been around have the worst combo skills. But most of my homeboys who have put numbers on the board have great fucking combo. Great combo. Nice. They're dope with it. And I trust them. Like, one, if I didn't think they were safe for you, I wouldn't I wouldn't hang around dudes. I don't hang around motherfuckers who are absolute menaces when it comes to women. Like, physically and shit like that. But my niggas, yeah, bro. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to shade my homie and tell him to be less of himself just so you can kind of feel superior. Like, I'm a bear. Or not bear, I'm a wolf. I'm very nice with it. Very nice with it. I'm very slick. But when it's time to be aggressive, not aggressive in the sense of, like, aggressive, but, like, when it's time to, like, kind of press and, you know, kind of check and see where we're at, like, all right, bet. And I ask permission, like, hey, is it cool for, like, if we're sitting... 
and your thighs is like, hey, is, like, is it cool for a thigh stretch? Like, oh, yeah, it's like, nice. Like, hey, is it cool if I put my hand here when we're, if we're driving and shit like that? Like, that's where I'm at with it because I know people can be fucking uncomfortable. Like, that's where we're at with it. Like, but if not, cool. I, I just can't. I'm not bringing my boy to this. If your homegirl's going to be... I can, I can entertain two of them at the same time. I can entertain three at the same time. I've done it. Plenty of time, plenty of practice. Just running my mouth, asking the right questions. Treating it like a group fucking project. I did it at my homegirl's going away party. Like, there's three girls, two of which work where I work, and another one that used to, but quit. And so, I really wanted to, there's a two of, two or three that I really thought were cute, and I was trying to kind of see where they were at. One was black. She's cute, cute. But just talk. Like, okay, ask some certain things about, about just find, to find out what they care about and ask some questions. Not even on some flirting shit, but literally having a good conversation with three adults who happen to be females and I'm attracted to females. I didn't say anything too controversial or too offensive, but I, you know, I'm always going to be irreverent. I'm not tricking, you know, for nobody for no reason. Not for no reason. I don't know. I'll fade back on some things. But and it's just like, all right, cool. I'm like, okay, well, what do you, oh, what do you like with this? Well, what do you, what do you think about this? Like, cool. Hey, have you ever done this? And so, like, the one that I wasn't really feeling, I spent a lot more attention on just because girls know when you're digging them. Girls know. But you got to throw the scent off a lot, especially in a group setting. Like, I'm not finna show you my hand. No. Bitch, I ain't dumb. I've done this before. But it was like, all right, cool. And just talk. And I haven't talked to them since. No reason, but just like, I got their Instagram and stuff like that, but I just kept it completely G. And all right, cool. Just had a nice conversation. I was like, wow, it's really been nice. You guys are all really smart and just complimenting them on actual stuff that had nothing to do with their physical beauty. Loved it. She was easy. Fucking cake. Because I'm used to having conversations with people in a large fucking group setting. And let them go, jump in if I have an opinion about something that adds to the conversation, but not just try to take it over. But wingman is just different. Like my homeboy Matt now, bro, I am great wingman. Absolute menace wingman. But it's practice. You have to be in situations where you're like, You know, where you, where you got to test yourself. And I think so many people, and I think that's the difference between growing up in like the social media age and like now, because you're going to be in situations where you're going to hang out at once and you're going to have to, you know, win some people over. Mm-hmm. We have to win some people over. And sometimes you, you know, succeed and sometimes you won't. But you still got to go with the confidence, like, oh, yeah. Like, I got this. But I think 
that initial fear of like, would this girl like me? Would she think I'm cute? It is what it is. Even if she don't think I'm cute, I can still have a good conversation. And I think part of wing, part of being a good wingman is I'm doing what I can to make sure they all feel comfortable, make sure that my boy looks good because he has me as a friend and that the girl who he's trying to get with feels comfortable tossing the cheeks to him. And I want her girl to be like, oh, wow, that's a nice dude. We can hang out together again. And I'll keep in it. And you know, if, you're, if there's a fucking a vibe, if there's a vibe that's le- like where's where you know the sexual tension, and if there isn't, cool, reset. Just because it doesn't feel like you're finna get me ass, doesn't one, it doesn't mean like you're not gonna get me ass, but it also doesn't mean like you gotta be a dick and be a, a sulker. No one likes a sulker. <clears throat> Just hang back, cool. Add in, tell some fucking d- jokes. Be personable. Use a lot of yes, ma'am. Yes, you know, be nice. Because now it's literally not about you. It's about your boy. Obviously, if you can get some points too, cool. But it's about your homie. It's about your homie. And as long as he's good, and as long as the girl he's always feeling comfortable, it's safe, all systems go. All systems go. <laughs> and you can't be afraid of that. <clears throat> like, you know what? I may not get asked this time. Cool. <laughs> and it's even different with girls. Like, with girls, if you're part of the dude hanging out with them, they're doing the sleeves ball check. They're trying to see if this girl has, you know a good choice of male friends. And it's trying to see what your temperature is. Bro, I got, you know, that shit was dope. I keep thinking about the when I was in Texas. That shit was dope. Homegirl walk up like, oh no, this is, this is Layton. That's my good friend. You know, he said, and you know, we, Went back to the grid, made out. Shit was dope. That shit was dope. That was one of the best things that happened outside of getting my fucking car. I was like, oh, okay. I proved I'm a safe guy. I proved to keep my mouth shut. I proved that, you know, I'm not a sleazeball. I'm not out here dirty dicking. Nah. Nah. No. And it's funny because when I was hanging out with the chick, she's like, have you had sex with such and such? I was like, I've never had sex with such and such. I've never tried. I'm not not on that type of time. Like, I'm just here to make sure her mental health is good. And like, and I hadn't, I had not sex, had sex with my friend in Texas. So, yeah, girls know if you have a homeboy that you don't see any, you know, romantic vibes with, toss them to your homegirl, see if it works. It may work out for both of you. Now your homegirl's happy. Now you're ha- hopefully you're happy that your homegirl's happy. Your homegirl's happy, and then your homeboy's happy. We all win. It's a triumvirate of victory, baby. Like if I have a homegirl that I and it, and as a dude, you got to take that ego hits. Like damn, my homeboy is a 
better for my for this girl than this girl that I want than I am. But if that's your man's, which you know it is, and if she's your homie, if she's a good person, she's gonna toss you to one of her friends. That's just that's just how it goes. Or he's gonna be like, if that's your man's, he's gonna be like suggesting. I've done that. I wasn't dating this. I was dating this girl, and I wanted my boy to get what I was like. Yo, uh, why don't you y'all holler at each other? Really, you think it'd be actually fuck it? Yeah. Oh, case of fucking point. Me, Riley's uh, mom, my homeboy Jada V, and her girl and Riley's mom's friend, uh, Riley, I guess, quote unquote, aunt Michaela. They dated for years. They dated even after me and Alex split. What the fuck? So it was like, all right, bet. And we would all hang out, shit like that. And I tried to get my homeboy David with her homegirl Stephanie. Because it's like, and it sucked because they all not like end up not working out. But I put, uh, girl Kimber uh, Riley's mom's girl Kimber on one of the dudes that did security with like they kind of found each other but they wouldn't have found each other if it wasn't for me being the MC at the fucking club so there's that (laughs) but yeah but I think people are different you know what I'm saying but like for me it's like I even if I'm not great even wasn't fucking completely faithful I still would treat the girl when we're with each other absolutely perfect. Like, I would, as good as I can, I would listen to him, try to find out things about him because I'm curious about people. So I'm always going to ask a bunch of questions about, God dang it, um, the girl I'm with or dealing with. And so that's kind of, whatever. It's like, oh, wow, what did you do? Are oh, you in here? Oh, bet. Tell me more about that. Just get them talking about themselves. My dad always said, if you want to know, about a girl, just ask them the right questions. They'll tell you everything you know. You need to know, and listen, and intently listen. And I don't always, in every conversation, I don't always go in thinking I'm finna get some booty cheeks. Thinking, let me have a conversation. Let me figure out this if this shit is fucking crazy or not. You gotta do that. You gotta figure out if this bitch is goddamn crazy. And it's a blessing, dude. Very, very blessed I've been in a situation. Like, I have good genetics. Not, you know, super boast or nothing. But, yeah. Uh, very very lucky that I've been around some dope ass people to where I can learn how to be a good wingman. One thing is just like watching my dad. And I think learning how to converse with people allows you to be a good wingman. I can blend in with any friend group. I've had a lot of friends that I've made my friends through other friends. 
shit, case of point, my homeboy Matt. I was friends with B-Rob, and then because Matt was B-Rob's homie, became friends, my homeboy Adonis who I lived with. I still consider, I love him like a brother. He was friends with someone else. And I don't even think he was really that close with the other person, but just like, yo, me and him just became cool. But by that time, like I said, I'm fucking, I've, you know, I'm heavy in these wingman streets. It's a, it's a, not a lost start, but it's definitely a concentration that I don't think many people deal with. Because I think with social media, people play on looks. And so you go in, it's like, all right, bet. Like, even if I'm not attracted to her, like, that makes, actually, if I'm not attracted to her, that makes shit so much easier. But, oh shit, now I really don't, I can turn, I don't, I can turn the charm on and just treat her nicely, which she's probably not used to, I'm not going to say that she's not used to people treat, but like, if I'm not attracted to her, like, oh, I can just talk to her like a dude. Shit, uh, I'm in my homegirl Chelsea's 30th birthday. It's me, her one homegirl, Kalia, who's trans, her other black homegirl, and another white homegirl. Um, and Khalil was cute. She was cute. Uh, I knew off the bat. I was like, that's a strong jawline. But she had nice shoulders. Like, maybe she just lifts. I don't know. But I was like, yo. And I remember because I told Chelsea, I was like, yo, your girl Khalil is cute. She's like, okay. And she gave me the look. I was like, I I know. She's, she's, she was born with a penis. Because she's still well put together, dressed nice. She had a nice little hat on. Her and I, oh, this is great. This is one of my greatest fucking wingman in situations. Like, we're the same, her and I are the same age, so we knew a lot of the same cultural references and everything else, so we just kind of vibed off that. And that was cool, bro. Like, I'm not, I wasn't trying to fuck her homegirl, especially not on my homegirl's birthday. I was being nice. Being nice. It was me and another dude, so it was like, Two dudes and three chicks. And bro, just the one, the one blonde chick had a had a, had a nice ass. But she had a dude. So I would still throw some nice little jabs and everything else. She had no titty, so I kind of make that joke. And we kind of acknowledge that. You know, run a joke was like, hey, like, yeah, this is like, hey, we going to this place. So yes, come on. And it was cool. I kept it kind of classic. But like, yeah, man, just wingman it. Made sure they felt one, made sure they felt safe. Most important thing. Also made sure that they had a good fucking time, and that's how shit rocked. But yeah, dude, wingmaning is is a is an art. You have to be wingman is a lot like playing defense. You really gotta commit and study. Know what to look for. Search. See if they're finna throw an audible. See if they if they're disguising. Like, is that person you know in motion going to be pertinent to the play? Or are they just a fucking decoy? <laughs> so it's like, you know, just years and years of wingmaning. And, but the hardest part for me is picking, it's not, hardest part for me was picking the dudes who were bring, who to be mine because I'm, bro fucking versatile but not all of my homies are so i I said i can bring my cute homie like okay cute i bring my homie who gets a lot of girls 
but he may not be fucking entertaining because he may have some something lined up and not give a shit if she's having a good time. It's like, well, if I'm not fucking, I don't give a shit. You have those homies, and they're not bad dudes. They're just not great to use for fucking wingmen. Like, if she, like, that's was like, yo, what does your girl look like? Because if she's homely and I'm bringing the pretty nigga who has good, uh, who has good gift to gab, there's going to be a problem. She's going to be over, especially if she's a fucking rabbit or a deer. Well, why are you bringing this bitch? Well, she wants to have a good time too. She's not, though. She is not going to have a good time. I would hope for her to have a good time, but I'm pretty sure she's not because my homeboy. It's like, it wasn't, hey, are we wingman in the converse or are we wingman in the fuck? That's a different conversation. A different little situation. If we're meeting out somewhere, cool, wingman in for conversation. But if we're going, if I'm going, if we're meeting at one of the girls' cribs, bro, it's all systems go at that point. It's all systems go at that point, baby. So it's like, what like what do you want me to like? There's, especially if there's separate rules, there, if there's an opportunity to fuck, um, there's gonna be hard for me to keep him out of go mode. Not that he's a bad dude, not that he's gonna take advantage of her, but I don't want to put him in a situation where everybody's where our engines can get revving and I gotta tell him to tone it down. I'd rather just pre- it, preventative measures. Because then that changes how our night's going to go. Because if we, me and him, get all wrapped up, but your homegirl's not with it, now we got to go find something else to do after. Now, if we're at the crib, it is with, at, at her crib, where it's coming through one of ours, it is what it is, bad. But probably going to hit a club later. Probably going to hit a strip club. Because at this point, it's just, it's just about getting buckets. We got to put this good game to use. Like the outfit we got to know. We're just chilling at the crib. Cool. Sweatpants. Bring some clean socks. Clean shirt. Or shorts. Bring some clean socks. Like make sure you're clean. Comfy clean. And I don't think people under understand or appreciate because I don't think this is stuff that guys talk about in a real uh, what's the word in a real intellectual way. No one teaches it like if and if you grew up and if you didn't grow up with brothers or older cousins or somebody who was used to being around girls like. Teach how to converse with girls, not just kick game, but to legit converse. Like, or you didn't grow up with a dad like that, bro. You're behind the eight ball. You're learning on the fly. I've always had good wingman ability. I've always had really good wingman ability. That's something you got to pick up. That's not something your mama can teach you. But yeah, so are we going out? Are we going out to a nice club? Shit, I bet. So we got to think, 
were blowing at least at, in Ohio, it's just kind of cheap, but we're blowing at least $100. So we got to be prepared for that. Oh, we're not getting a table, though. Get the fuck out of here. Do some shots, pregame, all this other shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Uh. So we're just going to get something to eat. Okay, cool. Is it upscale? Is it a bar and grill? Are we going to Applebee's? Sushi and shit like that? All right. What's the ambience? Most time the dress code is going to be black tee and jeans anyway. Yeah, we're going to hit we're gonna hit a club and go for time. Like in Orlando, it's different because the clubs are all, a lot of the clubs are connected. So you can literally go from place to place to place to place. I bet have some comfy shoes that you like. Usually black shoes because you don't get stepped on. But nothing so where you got to fucking have them fucking protected. Like, what are we doing? Are we steering the conversation with girls to come back? Or are we just for setting something up for later? That was awkward because Matt and I lived with mom. Every conversation, you got to converse and set some up for later. And both of us being in sales, having a sales history was, was cool because it made this shit way easier. And I wingman for him. And he ended up uh, dating the chick for like two years. Like, cool. Cool. But it was more of a group setting because it, it was like him and like five chicks but then, like, one of the other dudes, like, another dude who they were all cool with came. So all I had to do was just sit back, throw in a nice little couple jokes, find one to kind of, like, have some kind of rapport with that. That. She wasn't even the best-looking one. She was cute. Like, I'm not saying one of the best-looking ones, and it was a bunch of ugly girls. Like, nah, they were all cute, all smart. Um, I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna pick the dark skinned one, and that she wasn't. It was not like she wasn't the best looking one because she was dark skinned. Yes, there were light skinned, but she was. Yeah, there was other dark skinned one who was way better looking, but she had a boyfriend, and she was just giving nobody no action. Take that back. She was super drunk. <clears throat> That's what was going on with that. I had to fucking remember that one. Like, why didn't I get any traction? He was drunk, and me and the other one, uh, other dark skinned girl, were kind of joking over her being a mom. And being a mom. So, all right, cool. Man, dude, wingman, it's like... Also, time I'm not like, bro, don't, like... Like, please don't have me try to be a wingman when we're going to get wings. I love wings. I'm going to love wings more than any chick that we're talking to. So yeah, dude, it was dope. Wingman it is it's fun. And I pride myself, bro. I call myself the black jar stockman. Cause I'm perfect. I can get all my niggas in a situation where, hey, you, I'm throwing you the oop. Don't fuck this up. I am throwing you the oop. If you fuck this up, that's on you. But if you don't get anywhere with this chick, it's not because of me. Oh, yeah, it's kind of dope. 
I've never had to be a wingman for a lesbian, though. That would be kind of home. That would be kind of dope. I wonder how I work with that. You know what would be the next challenge? To be a wingman for a gay dude. Like, hey, man, I'm going out with this dude. He's bringing a friend. Can you just accompany me? All right, all right. I don't know if you think I'm gay or not, but I'll make sure you don't get jumped at the end of the night. Bet. And I'll be cordial, have a nice little conversation. And I don't, you know, give like, oh, no, I'm straight. You know, just here. You don't want to come along. That shit, I think, would be really good. Yeah. You got to test yourself. Be a wingman for a lesbian. And a gay dude. Separate times. That'd be, hmm, we gotta make that shit. See what the fuck going on with that one. But yeah. But yeah, wingmaning is an art. I definitely want to have another podcast where we talk about this shit. But yeah, wingmaning is an art. That is something you have to, you have to focus on that. You gotta study film. You gotta know who you are. It's like being a quarterback. A point guard. You're just there to distribute. Well, y'all be easy. I'm finally done with this one. Peace.